This is a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. Wow. I don't like that. You know, that's all we got to do. We just got to have like a month between every uh-huh. recording session. And Jeffrey will just come in here super chill and just give like a normal. Yo, it's Jeffrey. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where yeah. we play Dungeons yeah. and Dragons with each other. And I eat like 30 nuggets. That's a lot of nuggets. Hello, everyone. Goodbye. And welcome. Hello. To Make Believe Heroes. What is that? An actual play, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, as some would call it, adventure. Uh, I'm your host tonight. <laughs> I'm your pal, your friend, your best friend. Cousin. Your old friend. He's your pal bear. <laughs> your childhood best friend, <laughs> Paul. Uh, that's me. I'm Paul. And I'm joined tonight by four associates. Four. <laughs> We're not friends. We're no wow. friends anymore. Wow. Dungons and Dredgians. With whom I have a business uh, relationship only. You're my cousin. Hi, I'm Zach, and I play Chris. Hi, I'm Ezra, and I play Claren. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogret Stonefire. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kjorg. And we are excited to play Dungeons & Dragons. It's nope. actually been, uh, has it been like four weeks? It has been, it's been four weeks been since we played D&D. That's a long time. But before we get to all that D&D goodness that I'm sure that you are all very excited to hear, we have a few things we need to take care of up front. First of all, let me just, I've been meaning to give this uh, exhortation, I guess, for a while. If you love our show uh, and you've been listening all this time, there's a good chance you've already left us a five-star review. You may even already be a patron and you may be saying, is there anything else I can do to help you guys out? There is. There's one small thing you can do. Send us $1 million. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, if you want to send us a million dollars, take it. Go to Good Pods. If you download the app and follow us on there, uh, you'll see all of our new releases when they come out. And, of course, you can leave us a review, rate us on there, uh, and that helps us get noticed. It's a pretty new platform, so if you want to help us out, just go on there. And it's also a really good podcasting app. I've actually started switching some of my podcasts listening to that because some of the mainstream podcasting apps went to poops. After their last update. So yeah, go to Good Pods. Uh, if you're not supporting us on Patreon, you want to get early release, join the Discord, stuff like that, go to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes to support us at one buck a month. You can be a part of our Discord. Three bucks a month, you can have access to our live Q&As and so on and so forth. Now, we are going to read a five-star review. Felicia, do you have a five-star review ready to read? Okay. From Phoenix Solace. Love the laughs. Five stars. I spend lots of time giggling while I listen. Love it! Exclamation point. I fell behind, but when I needed comfort, I was able to come back to MBH and just be happy. It's been a great distraction and comfort. Coming back was like rekindling an old friendship. I'm glad to see somebody can be happy coming back to MBH. What does that mean? <laughs> Are you unhappy coming back to MBH? Thank you so much for the kind words. Uh, We're glad to hear that you made it back and that it was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and a source of joy for you. Uh, And I know I mentioned Patreon earlier. Uh, I also wanted to mention if you become a patron, we will give you a shout-out on the show. We're going to do that right now for one of our patrons. 
Uh, this week's Patreon shout-out goes Woo! to you. You know who you are. Stephen Montgomery Anderson. Hey. Thank you, Stephen. Hey. I'm sorry that we named... Woo. Almost choked on a chicken nugget. <laughs> I'm Zach sorry that we named uh, the... Louder for the people bee. in the back. The nerdy ticket holder guy from Rune Rock after you. It wasn't intentional. Uh, you are the wind beneath our wings. What? Uh, you know what we should do? We should play Dungeons and Dragons. But first, no, I am actually in a. Uh, I'm away from the the home, the house. I'm I'm out Thank and about you. while the uh, while Felicia and Ezra are in my room. I can see all my stuffs there, uh, and I didn't bring the giant D20, the blue D20. I instead I have a extra large blue D100. This was a Crimbus gift from Jeffrey to me this year. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to roll this Whoa. bad boy for today's episode. Are you all ready for it? Yeah. Let's do it. Giant Blue D100. I hope you get a 97. Would you believe me if I said it's a 100? No. I did not think so. It is not a 100, <laughs> but I will say it is actually one of the numbers right next to the 100 on this giant spherical D100. It is a 98. He said 97. I you was are so off close. by one number. Oh, I don't this believe is going to be a tough game. Man. You suck. Wish that was on a treasure table. My goodness. Y'all dead. Bring it. Yeah. With that, why don't we talk about what happened last time on uh, Make Believe Heroes? Yay. Last time, our adventurers, of course, with the absence of their dear friend, Dear friend Claren, who uh, died mysteriously. Poor guy. Um, and they don't know it yet, but we'll find out here in just R. a minute. R.I.P. Um, just kidding. Uh, they came to Dimmerhold. They finally arrived back at Dimmerhold after a meeting with Nero and getting some not great news about uh, Kjorg's lycanthropy and all that good stuff. They retrieved their good friend Smokey, and then they made their way toward the Gauntlet of the Moon, the great arena where this wonderful, majestic, exciting uh, contest was going on. And they came inside looking for a way to reach King Duron to speak to him about what was going on, to tell him uh, what they had learned, how they had spoken with Kilmont, and also about some other stuff maybe that went on. Uh, but they found that it was going to be a little bit easier said than done, as the guard, Jeff, would not let them inside. So they had to find another way. They climbed up high into the uh, stadium seats, and then with the assistance of Chris's Featherfall, Mogert and Chris tried to float down to the opening into the boxed seats. But Mogert missed it by just a little bit. Kjorg and Chris managed to get inside and tell the king and uh, Juniper and the queen that they're here and there's some stuff to talk about. And as Kjorg went out to tell Jeff to let Mogert in and also to rub it in his face probably, Mogert tried to press through the crowd and as she was doing so, she came face to face with Someone she did not expect. Claren! What? We've been looking for you! And I, I'm gonna run up and just hug him, like squeeze him really tight. I'm gonna like squeeze in, jump in place. We've been looking for you everywhere. We were just coming here. We got smoky. We come in here. Jeff wouldn't let us in, so then we were gonna jump. And then I saw my arch nemesis. And then I found you! The, the guys are going to be so impressed because I you done? You. I'm still holding you. You done? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay. And she's like, she's like, wow. fixes his hair. Like, okay. <laughs> you were in your hair. <laughs> what, where, where have you been? Well, I don't really know. Uh, I woke up, didn't know where I was. I was bandaged up, 
Lo and behold, he walked in. Who? The Falcon walked in. So Go ahead. you showed up somewhere mm-hmm. with the enemy, mm-hmm. bandaged up. Mm-hmm. So they took care of you, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. have to kill him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't really anybody but him, really. They didn't really know I was there. Well, don't tell me the whole story. We need to go get the guys and okay. tell them that we got you because we were looking for you, and now we don't have to worry about well, that. So, well, um, come on. We need to go tell Jeff got, to we, let us we, in. We might have some problems. Problems. Yeah, this gauntlet might not be a good idea. What are you talking about? Gertie said it was a good idea. Gertie's uh, not Kjorg here. Kjorgi said it was a good idea. Well, Kjorgi would jump off a cliff if you told him to. Let's just go find the others. All right, let's go. And I'll explain You're as much as I know. You're talking crazy talk. Did you hit your head? Probably. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to go to Jeff. You guys press your way through the crowd, and you go off the side of the seats where you were walking through, and you make your way down the like yeah. side of the tunnel that's in the side of the stone wall there, back to that doorway that you know would lead in somewhere toward uh, the, the box seats. And as you turn the corner, you see standing there two people you recognize. One, Jeff, and the other, a tall half-orc named Kjorg. And they are having a conversation. Kjorgi! Look who I found! Sup? We don't have to look for him anymore. He's right here. See, Jeff, you should have let us in to start with. What were you thinking, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. Jeff! Jeff, you stick (laughs) Jeff! Who's Jeff? I don't know Jeff. You don't know Jeff. We're going to learn you, Jeff, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I told you then, I'll tell you now, my job, very simply, was to not let anyone in during the night. Yeah, yeah, we know. You think you're a hot shot. It's not true, man. It's okay. Look, it's okay. Can I be honest? I'm a fan, okay? Oh? I know who you are. I mean, everyone should know who I am. I was just. He looks at you. Smogert, you know me. Gertie. You know, my, my. I've got family in Branshire. My nephew, he's from right. Branshire. And, you know, to them, it's like the people's champion, the people's champion. All they talk about is that fight, some kind of crazy fight that happened there on uh, Circle Street in Branshire all the time ago. Is your nephew Brackle? <laughs> How did you? No, I'm just kidding. It's not Brackle. <laughs> anyway, I, I just, but, but, but I, it's my, I had to do my job. You know what I'm saying? I can't be showing favoritism. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Chris? All right, here is my friends. Let's go, friends. Okay, bye. Where are his friends? B- before you go, uh, do you think you could? Uh, I know this is a weird, maybe a weird thing to ask, but uh, do you think you could? Uh, he he's like digs around his pocket. And he pulls out a piece of parchment. You want me to punch you? Do you think you could? Do you think you could sign this? Yeah. Um. <laughs> he looks at you again, Mogert. He's like, I love signing things. I. I um, Let me have it. I know you're nervous. <laughs> ma'am, will you please quit harassing me? Ma'am, will you please quit harassing me? Ma'am. I'm just muggered. What? I'm just muggered. You can go on in. You can go oh, on in. See? See? Jeff, you let this in. Jeff? <laughs> okay, well, what does Kirk do? I don't know if I have any signs for you. What? No, I mean, like, sign your name, like, cure. Or, you know what would be great? The People's Champion. Um... <laughs> Can he not spell? Do I know how to write? (laughs) Do you know how to write? Because I know we've had... There's been a lot of jokes about Kjorg not knowing how to read. Somebody mentioned something about that. Uh, So, 
what if instead you just like drew like a symbol, you know, like the like like the Rorag Goot clan symbol or a hammer with this yeah, with the I'll draw a poorly drawn Rorag Gook <laughs> symbol. Uh is this uh is this like your your logo or like your emblem or something like that? And also a pot and a hammer. Uh, cool. Um, I'll tell him. Uh, and then I put a little smiley face <laughs> on the bottom. Uh, wow. Um, he, he's eight. 45 uh, minutes later. I'm sure he's really going to like this. Uh, thank you, Gjord. And again, no no hard feelings. No hard feelings. So you all go inside this tunnel. And it's like a staircase that leads up and then forward. Secret tunnel. Uh, and you come to the big open area uh, inside the boxed seats again. And there are comfortable chairs. There's a buffet of food on the back with a lot of breads, cheeses, and like uh, meats and uh, some fresh produce and things like that. There are some fish and shrimpies on a stick, like shrimpies on a stick. Kebab, they call it. Kebabs. So you see the king. You see King Durand and Queen Barda on the other side of the room. They are talking oh, with Barda. Juniper as they are sipping some clear liquid from a uh, glass with ice in it. And Chris, you are also standing over there. As Kjorg ran out, was Chris relaying any information or saying anything to them? Or what would Chris have been doing during that time? Um, yeah, I was telling them everything before Kjorg got up and started, you know, being dramatic about all the things. I don't know. I would probably tell him about us finding the Eldrum that then turned into Feldrum. Yeah, Feldrum uh, turned into Kilmont. Us fighting the make believe villains on the way back, getting teleported to mm. somewhere, and then meeting with Nero, and then coming back to Dimmerhold. I'd lay it all out there. Okay, so as you guys walk up, Kjorg, Mogert, you see Chris kind of, his hands are like motioning and he's talking, and all three of them, Durand, Barda, and uh, Juniper, uh, you see them all with this look of like uh, surprise mixed with consternation, mixed with worry constipation. <laughs> uh, from all the things mixed they're hearing. Constipation. Yeah, they all look, they all look constipated. It's, it's all the cheese <laughs> as you all walk up, and uh, King Duran sees you all coming uh uh, uh Kjorg, um Morgert, um uh, Hello. Chris I thought you said that uh, Claren was gone and missing I found him well find is not really the word I kind of got here on my own no but, yeah. I'm pretty sure I walked around the corner and, now and he was standing there, there okay, and yeah. I was like <gasps> Mogert and found then he me. was like <gasps> and then I found him um all right well uh so Chris, I here. just turn back and I start motioning with my hands more, and I'm like, and then Mogert walked downstairs and found Claren, and then he came up, and we're all standing <laughs> here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, ver very good, Chris. Uh, I think we we're caught up now. Barda says, um, "Thank you, thank you." So, you found the Eldrum, did you, Kjork? We found Kilmont. Mm. Right. Turns out he was Kilmont all the time. Uh, you know, I think I always knew. Deep down, Barda looks at him like with this side look. Oh, you didn't. You had no idea. Oh, well, I, th I thought maybe. No, you didn't. Don't stand there and act like you knew that the Eldrum all this time was a white dragon. You had no idea, Durand. You tell him. You tell him. <clears throat> well, uh, I might have thought it once or twice, but 
anyway, uh, so the dragon, uh, Kilmont, and uh, he's not so angry with us now, perhaps, or he is? What, what do you think? He mad. Definitely angry. <laughs> He's super mad, and uh, he really let us have it, and uh, he knew everything about us. He yelled at us for a long time. It was the worst lecture I've ever had in my life. If I wasn't such a man, I would have cried. Yeah, Chris ah. didn't cry at all. It well, just at night when I was alone in my bed. <laughs> oh, Chris. I peed in a pee hole, <laughs> if I may. Uh. <laughs> there was a pee-pee tunnel. The, the pea treasure hole? Well, uh, um, um, uh, there are some details I don't think we really need to hear. Uh, let's stick to things that are strictly relevant to exactly what we're talking about. No, it about. was pretty amazing. The pea, it got us right to the gold. No, I think that um, <laughs> your business is your business. Uh, uh, it was a full moon. Watch out for Kjorg. Oh, yeah, Kjorg, he has uh, fleas. <laughs> Peter went full lycanthropy on that one. Yes. On my bald hair head. <laughs> so many fleas. <laughs> oh uh, if, if I may, um, your, your majesty. Juniper? Juniper says. Um, so if, if, if what I've heard from Chris, if, if I understand what you've told us, um, there were four dragons. Mm -hmm. What I'm interested in, and, and I'm very interested in that, and apparently a god... <laughs> Man, my mom would just not believe the things that I'm a part of. Anyway, uh, yeah, with all of that, um, the thing that I'm most interested in, uh, tell me a little more. You just kind of brushed over. You said a group of bad guys. Um, what sort of bad guys were these? Um, so there was a, there was a tiefling um, that froze a dragon. Yeah. The Unchained. The Unchained? Yes. Yeah. You're sure? Like, they, they told you they were the Unchained. Like, you know it was the Unchained. Yeah, that was them. And you know. they tried to kill you. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, well, I mean, how did it go? Were they powerful? Badly. Well, we're, we're not dead. One, there was a there was a, a lady there. She was a lady. Mean. That stopped a dragon. She made me hit Chris. By herself. She stopped the dragon by herself. Yeah. Yes. And I think she dropped the dragon on top of him. <laughs> I can't and really yes. remember. That did happen. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> she did that do that. I think it might have. <laughs> he has a concussion. Yeah. He doesn't remember. Oh, my. That, that she is took so control of my body, and she was like, go hit your friend Chris. And I was like, I don't want to hit my friend Chris. But really out loud, I said, I want to hit Chris. And I ran and hit him. Well, did you get a good look at her? Was she an she elf, a dwarf? Margaret, like, puts her hands on her head. was like, uh, she had these horns, like this. She was a tiefling. Went, horns. Like, uh, I don't I actually think know how a, her horns a, were, a, but whatever. Juniper says, well, hold, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You say she was a tiefling. Um, but, um, was she wearing, like, a, like, a, like a purple cloak? Yeah, that's yeah. her. Yeah. It's like, you know. The three of them look at each other. She was very mean and rude. Do you know her? And then look back at you. All right, so a, t a tiefling in purple, but... Was there, was there a man or, well, was there a figure with a steel mask over his face? Oh, yeah. Kjorg fought him. Chris just scratches his head and looks at the ground. Kjorg? Yes. And I knocked his mask off. 
His name was... His name is Grand. Grand. Uh, oh, um, Grand. I I know... Th- Wait, wasn't he... Didn't he fight for the Shiv? Yeah, and he lost. He did? Yeah, I beat him down, even though they didn't want me to. Misk is somewhere in the world going, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to pay me to throw the fight, but I don't do that. Uh, of course not. I mean, what were they thinking? The people's champion doesn't throw fights. Exactly. Uh, excuse me. I understand you've got some history with this Goliath. He is a Goliath. He's something else now. Right. Uh, well, you see, <clears throat> on, on the opening day of the gauntlet, uh, in the final match before the uh, uh, before the ranking match on the first day, uh, there was he, he fought in the gauntlet. Uh, things got out of hand. There was uh, there were a number of folk in there fighting. There was a, who was it? Uh, Juniper, you remember? Oh, oh yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, let, let me see. Um, it was uh, 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 Doran Barley. And, um, of course, um, Volric Blackfist, of course, uh, you're... Is he doing okay, by the way? Oh, he's doing fine. He's recovering. Uh, that name sounded familiar. Who that? Boren Barley is the owner oh, of the tavern. Doran yeah. was his brother who you sparred with uh, in yeah. season two. He's like the halfling warrior. He was the one in the barn? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they fought, yeah, on the, in the, like, the base camp or whatever. There was Elida... Doran Barley? Uh, yeah, from Branshire. Oh, from Branshire. Yeah, do you know him? I do know him. He's okay, uh, but he he lost. It got bad. There was a bard. I think his name was Derek. And then there was this half-orc. His name was Thurum. And it came down to just Thurum and the the Goliath, whose name we didn't have registered. Uh, They just wrote him down as the masked contender. And he... He snapped. You know, the rules of the gauntlet, you can use whatever force is necessary, but if you knock someone out, you back off, like, and the clerics will heal them. You know what I mean? Nice. And so sometimes people get hurt, like, bad, but we've got really strong clerics on hand to to help, but uh, Thurum went down, and he just took this horrifying axe and and was chopping him. It was awful. Our, all of our guards rushed in to try and stop him, and he was just unstoppable until a purple-cloaked tiefling popped up there, and with a hand on him, she calmed him. And Of course, he was immediately disqualified, and we haven't seen him since. Barda gives a, <clears throat> a little, like, clearing of her throat, and then you see her elbow Durand. He's got to be on PEDs. Well, uh, I, um, I guess you could say we haven't seen any more of him, but... Well, uh, myself and, and a few of us, we uh, we spoke with this woman, this tiefling. Uh, she was very interested in you, Kjork. She was asking where you were uh, when they had heard uh, a half-orc in the match for... That first day, they thought it was going to be you, apparently. And uh, that is who this mass contender wanted to face, was Kjorg, the people's champion. Of course, I told her I didn't know where you were, and uh, you were gone, and tried to 
We tried to apprehend her, and we could not. She escaped from our clutches, and we haven't seen her since. But now it seems I would know why that is. They came looking for you. As for how they found you, I can't say, but if you're saying... Magic. Right. If you're saying she had the ability to still a dragon, then... Well, there's no telling what she might could do in terms of trying to find someone whom she uh, already knows, or at least knows enough about. So, but what is all of this, says uh, Juniper, looking at you guys. Did they give you any indication as to why they were chasing you? or Why do they want you, Kjorg? You said it's the Unchained? Because I'm Paylor's champion. Yeah, he's Paylor's champion. You say that, you kind of puff out your chest. Yeah, I had a point at my symbol. symbol of Paylor on my chest. We all just point at his <laughs> chest. Well, uh, it would appear that they are, in fact, here, as we suspected. <sighs> but what are we going to do about Kilmont? Well, Kjorg, uh, Claren might know where they're hiding. He actually was with them for a... Not really. I don't know how long, how long, was, how long was he with them. Everybody looks it's- at you, Claren. So Claire Claren? disappeared. That we we were we were gone with Paylor. He got us to go somewhere that I can't tell you about. And then we were looking for Claren and we just found him. But he was with his dad. Oh, Claren? You remember you remember his dad, Falcon, you know the guy, the Falcon. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Mogret. Thank you for that. <clears throat> You're welcome. Anyway. I have a memory like a tech. <laughs> very sharp and pointy and short. Take it away, Balric. <clears throat> Take hey, it away, Balric. That was me at one point. Oh, anyway. Would you like to give us some uh, information, Clara? Well, the information I have is really a bit spotty. Well, don't hold back. Oh, don't be shy. I remember something hitting me in the head, and Probably I was told later that it was the dragon, of course, and it hurt. So when I woke up, I was in a room alone, and I was like, huh? What, what happened? And I was chained to this bed, but by my ankle. I was apprehended. I was trying to find the key, and then the falcon walks in, which he is he is it's my father. Dad. Yeah. He told me that the people he was working for was going to uh, destroy pretty much everything. He tried to get me to come with him and leave you guys, but I couldn't leave you guys behind. So I told him I would come back. I was coming back anyways to, to, to try to get you to leave and not go through with this. Go through with what exactly? Go through with the gauntlet. Go through with the gauntlet. Yes. You, you want us to cancel the gauntlet. Well, maybe not cancel it, but I don't know what's about to happen. And I, 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 know, what we, I know what we saw that day, and it was not something that anybody here can stand up against. Except me. I've never had be a lot of... Uh, I've not had a lot of... Encounters with dragons, but I know a dragon should not be able to be stopped by one single entity and then dropped on my head. And what about the other dragons? You said there were three more. Oh. Yeah, we could have taken them on if they wouldn't have ran away like cowards. What are you talking oh, you mean the bad guys? Yeah. Yeah, but we can't we we can't just expect the dragons to drop what they're doing. So the dragons they actually came in uh they fought them while we got away with the help from Paylor and then Hope and Kel told us everything that happened. It was, it's just, it's wild. I don't understand why it's all going on and it's all crazy. But, you know. 
Well, all I can tell you is, um, did Paylor give you any indication, Kjorg, of where he was going to be or what they might be doing? Branshire. Branshire. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? Why does it make sense? I've never. What is Branshire? I've never. Uh, y'all keep saying Branshire. I don't know. Branshire is the. Uh, it's a city. It's a city out in the southeast. It's a circle town. It's like the home of the humans. Uh, it is in a bit of a circle. I've been there. It's a nice place. Very, oh. very homey. Uh, very friendly. Um, anyhow, the the temple of Pelor. That's where I defeated Brex and Tarek. He became oh, right. the champion of Paylor. Right. But I'm pretty sure that the the dragons are they're hiding out there. Shh. I whispered. Well, you know we have a um we have a cleric here from Branshire, a visitor. Um Is his name Glaren? It is, yes, Glaren. <gasps> Glaren Dre. No. N- wrong guy. Oh. That's me, dude. No, Glaron with with a with an O and a G. He's a OG. Uh, high cleric Glaren. He, <laughs> He was here for the opening ceremonies of the gauntlet. Um, perhaps I could speak with him. Maybe he's got some more information he could share. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm a bit overwhelmed. Mr. Duron, sir. Well, I have uh, I have Hope and Kel's phone number if we <laughs> need to, to uh, call him in sometime. His phone number? His rock number. Oh, you mean like a stone of fire speech? You've uh, you've got. He's on my rocky talk. Oh, I see. So you could get an ability to reach out to That's him. That's awesome. Perhaps. I picked up this one what? on the way, and she hands. <laughs> she no. has a rock in her hand. I hold up my rock, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, Moger. Hey, Kyorgi. I got the rock phone. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello, <laughs> King Gorond. Yes, please. If we can't stop the gauntlet, we need to do something for." safety and or backup or something because I don't know what was going on but whenever the Falcon is concerned it's it's bad he's never backed down from any fight Barda leans over toward her husband uh, puts her hand on his forearm Duran per- perhaps we should consider something you know is it really safe to have the the gauntlet amidst all of this trouble he stands there he, he, he uh he runs his hand down his beard, and then he kind of like puts his hands over his eyebrows. Look, I mean, you're right. We've got to do something, but we can't call off the gauntlet. This is supposed to be a time. I mean, you were here for the opening ceremonies, Bart. It's supposed to be a time of us showing the world that we're not going to back down from a fight. If we call things off, that's exactly what we're doing. Can we change the rules? In what way? What are the standard rules for the gauntlet right now? What do you mean? Like, uh, when? Defeat your opponents. Complete the task that's given to you. Don't kill anyone. Okay. Maybe do a team-based where if something happens, that there's more than one person in the arena at a time. Well, because the problem is going to be is if they come in, they're going to come in with force, and they're going to come in with more than one person. Everybody's going to be behind the sidelines, and they're going to take everybody out one at a time. And everybody's going to have their guard down. I'm not going to say that they're... <clears throat> well, uh, look, we can't... We can't... I can't tell you... You know, I can't tell you what's coming ahead with the uh, the activities or the challenges you're going to face if you're planning on participating. But let me say this. We, we are going to have some uh, tasks that are not individual 
tasks, but team-based. So that's the thing already. But uh, So uh, can, uh, can I suggest something? Uh, sure. Oh, what, and it, it, yes, what, what would you like to, to suggest, Mogert? So we already know that these unchained group, they're after Kjorg for some reason. Right. So um, if we keep having the gauntlet and when Kjorg is on the field, they will probably attack. Perhaps. It's a possibility. Honestly, we need vantage we, points. We just need to be ready in the audience with your forces and all that while the gauntlet still continues and the people of the town are, you know, protected without them knowing that, you know, what our plan, if that makes any sense. What am I trying to say? Yeah, I mean, Kjorg would be bait, honestly. And he knows, they know who we are and they know that we're the champion team. And so they're going to be looking for us too to find Kjorg. But aren't they supposed to be moving toward the uh, the winter solstice isn't that supposed to be some day of significance yes because this is all a plan for hurting our god Dervetter in the end is it not they're trying to break a link in the chain yes the chain that holds the crooked father i don't think they're going to a, let me let me say this more i think you're right i think that there's a chance that they'll strike when Kjorg is in the open. Because uh, I don't think they're afraid. I don't think they are either. They, they attacked the dragon. I don't think they have any reason to be afraid just yet. Or at least they don't realize it if they do. Then what are we going to do? What are we supposed to do? Well, tomorrow is the last day of the opening round of the gauntlet. And all four of you are going to have to participate if you hope to continue in this competition. Aye. So, when you do so, there's a good chance you're going to get hurt. Aye. Even if you win, you're going to get hurt. There are going to be opponents. You're going to take some wounds, some damage, and uh, depending on who goes when, you know, you may not quite be ready to a help. If I don't think they're going to strike tomorrow. I think they're going to step back and take their time. I mean, if, if three dragons and a god swooped in on them just a few days past... I don't think they're going to attack tomorrow. I think they're going to step back. I think they've got a plan. I think they saw an opening with Kjorg out in the wild, away from the gauntlet, and they thought, perhaps we can take him out there, and he won't be a problem. But they found out that he was being watched, obviously. And thankfully, I hate to say what might have happened if, uh, if he hadn't been being watched. To all of you. Also... I don't understand, Claren, why you don't give us more information on this group. That is all I have. I'm telling you the truth. The only thing that I could tell you other than what I already have is the Falcon said the people he works for are too powerful. They can't be stopped. I don't trust him that much anyways, but I looked into his eyes. I don't think he was lying. He was, he was being truthful. That's the first time I've seen him be concerned since he left. So I don't want to take any chances. If we're going to fight or do whatever we got to do, we got to come up with something. You're right. We've got to come up with something. Perhaps we need to get some more information. Um, but for now, he says, and he, uh, you guys can hear the crowd starting to kind of build up and, and we're talking out there. 
There is uh, there's going to be one more round tonight. Um, the it's the uh, the qualify well the qualification rounds are finished for the day. Uh, this will be the final round of the day, which uh, sets the rank for the winners of the previous qualification rounds uh, that have happened tonight, or well today all day. We've got just a few more minutes until that's going to start. Um, you're all welcome to stay in here with us and, and help yourself to some food while. Uh, while they make the final preparations. And of course, uh, Juniper will be announcing that as well. Um, tomorrow, Kjork, or perhaps even this evening, I'll reach out to High Cleric Glaron, see if he's got any uh, advice for me. Something that perhaps we could do to help, to prepare. That would probably be best. They say that the gods are moving again on the face of Monumi. They say that the goddess Atonia, before she was slain by Blackfire, uh, they say that she had also promised to do just that. And if Pelor appeared on the battlefield, and if he's in Branshire, let us pray that their vetter will follow suit. If we're going to do something, we better do it fast. Because they will stop at nothing. They will not just fight us. They will kill the innocent. And their blood will be on our hands. Durand um, kind of gives you all a little nod, uh, signaling that he's... It's kind of like the end of the conversation for now. And he and Barta step off to the side to get, get a snack off of the bar. And, and they kind of go off to themselves and speak quietly. Uh, Juniper is standing there. <sighs> well... Kjorg, um, may I? And she signals towards your right hand. Oh, I hold out my hand. Do you, like, disconnect it or you leave it on? Yeah, I just put my hand in her hand. As in I take it off and then put it in her hand. Uh, and she, she kind of looks at the hand for a second, but then she looks over at your wrist and she, like, reaches forward and, and touches the the stump of your arm where it's cut off. Does it hurt? There's some phantom pains. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I can't believe it. It's all right. I, this hand is much better. I can burn people with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Here, and she like looks at it. Of course, when you disconnect the hand from your wrist, you can it changes and it looks mechanic. It looks like something that was crafted. She sees the stone there. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Chris, did you did you do this? Did you make this? Yeah, I did. It's impressive handiwork, Chris. Um, handiwork. Chris blushes. <laughs> oh, wow. Is this a Fizzy Gear original? Um, It's more like a Chris original. I, I made the first one from the guild, you know, mine. And I, like, take mine and start waving it back and forth. Oh. um, It's been a really, it's been a really, really, really long time since I have been home. Oh. Uh. And she kind of looks around at all of you. <laughs> Where is home? What's what, huh? Uh, n uh just, I I'm, Chris and I are kind of from the same uh, sort of place, I think. Oh, so you know, you know the secret. Oh. What secret? You're from the secret tunnels. I, I kick Mogert. Oh, Chris. What? I, I didn't say anything. Yeah. What? what? Well, what secret? Um, I know about fizzy gear and... And they've always had good work, or at least they did when I was there. But it's it's been a while. But any anyhow, um. Did you see the glove I made, Kyorgi? 
I made him a glove for his new uh, hands. Oh, she uh, <clears throat> she made you a glove cure. Yeah, I put the glove on my nub. See, it's just hanging there. So if his hand, you know, he wants to take it off and recharge it, it's really ugly. So um, uh, why why did you make him a glove like that? Because it didn't have a hand. And it's just awesome. She would just give me a hand. Now watch. And she's going to like put her hand out, like give him a five. And with his gloved nub. <laughs> See, look. I swing it. <laughs> like a. <laughs> now we can high five. Oh, so you guys have just been having a, just been having a, a uh, really good time together, huh? Just like. Uh... Yeah. We've been on a really <laughs> long adventure. It's been pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. Clarence in the back just going like this. Well, you know, Kjork and I have also been on some long adventures. But, of course, when we went, it was just the two of us. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, so, uh, yeah. So, just uh, did you make her a glove, Kjork? He hasn't made me a glove yet, but I don't. <laughs> I still have I still have my hand. <laughs> but if it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to keep it in. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If my, uh, I told him if my arm gets cut off, he can, you know, he could probably oh, make sure. me a um, Yeah, like make you a, a dress or a hat. But he did, shoes. he did almost, um, he almost killed me, honestly. We were sitting there and he was asleep and Torrigan went to bed and I was doing the watch. You know, Kjorg started sweating and he started growling and he was like kicking his back foot. And I was just watching him like... I don't think I need to hear any more of this. La, 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 la. I don't want to... I don't know what was wrong with him. But turns out he is like part of a wolf. Very hairy. He can turn into a wolf. And then he tried to attack me and the Paylor saved me. And then I had to chain Kjork up. And we played fetch one day. That was funny. And then... Um, well, it sounds like you all had just a really jolly good old time, didn't you? It was fun. And we out of the champion team. Well, you know, it's been fun talking, but I'm afraid I am going to have to get back. It's almost time to start the next uh, round. So, yeah, we'll uh, catch up later. And she turns around and walks oh, away. Well, thanks for taking care of Smokey. As she's walking away, I want to, like, walk with her. Uh -huh. And I just want to, like, put my hand on her shoulder. Okay. You're reading too far into this. I, I don't know what you mean. They've been too mission-focused. They've been too mission focused for that to be a problem. You turn around and Kjorg and Moga are like doing their handshake. <laughs> They're just teammates. Uh, uh, Don't let it bother you while you announce and I walk away. Well, before you walk away, she kind of like, she like stops and she's like, I know, it's fine. Uh, thanks, Chris. She goes over to uh, the seat. She gets settled in. There is a, um, like a, uh, like a magic orb, you know, like a crystal ball type thing sitting there. And she starts incanting and, and performing some magic, setting up some spells. And some of the people in the box begin going around and getting uh, into their seats. Uh, do you all grab some food or anything? Mogert takes some food out to Smokey because he was sitting outside. Okay. So he didn't come in. So she's going to take some food out to him. Okay. You take him some food and... Um, Smokey. I'll probably sit out there a while with him. You're going to stay out in the hallway and not watch the, the last match? Well, I'll let him eat, and then I'll go up there. Okay, that's fine. You, yeah, you take a few minutes to that. you got like five minutes, basically, to do this for. Um, you guys can get some food if you want to and, and kind of get comfortable in your seats or whatever. you got a really good view of the whole arena down beneath you. 
Uh, and then you start hearing the sound of these drums playing. Not like music necessarily, but I mean, yeah, kind of like music. More like music than like a, you know, like a war drum. I don't know. You hear these drums playing that signal uh, that it is almost time for the last match. And everyone's getting in their seat. You're hearing people starting to kind of chatter and cheer a little more. Uh, and then finally, Juniper sitting there in the front uh, in this seat uh, in front of this table at the head of the boxed seat, kind of up on a little up on a little dais there where she can see out everywhere, uh, like a little raised platform where she can see out everywhere. And she places uh, a hand on each side of this large crystal ball, and she says, All right, now is the time you've all been waiting for the final round of this, the sixth day of the Gauntlet of the Moon. We have, of course, our six qualified contestants for the day, our six champions, if you will, who will be moving forward into the next round of the Gauntlet. They might be champions, but they're not the people's champion. But before they can move forward, of course, we need to settle once and for all their rank, their place, who will be moving forward at the top of the pack and who will be straggling along behind. We welcome to the arena our six champions, Lucy Moss. And you guys can see down there this halfling monk steps out onto the arena. She's got brown, kind of curly hair, and she doesn't wave or really do anything. She just steps out into the arena. She has her hands clasped tightly behind her back, and she stands there looking attentive. Hail Phonave! And then, like, next to her, coming from the same direction, uh, almost like they know one another, you know, comfortable around one another, comes another monk-like figure. He steps forward. He is wearing similar monk-like robes, a tall, dark-haired half-elf with a quarterstaff uh, crossways on his back. Ogrim, the half-orc cleric of Durver. Stepping out from the other side of the arena. And by the way, the arena is very flat and open. There's no, like, different terrain like there was in the last match. Uh, comes Ogrim. Ogrim! I know him! Thick golden Whoa. armor is covering his body. And, of course, he has the lion head axe across his back. And he does give a flex with one arm and waves with the other to the crowd. Soren, the ranger. And a half-elf uh, wearing deep green clothes steps out into the arena. Uh, he pulls from his back a bow and looks around. He also doesn't acknowledge the crowd. Roberto Girardelli. And this, like, thick-necked human steps out uh, into the arena, and he's, like, jumping up and down and waving his arms in the air, like, spinning around. And you all absolutely recognize Roberto. He lives. He's alive! Roberto! I, I don't recognize Roberto. Yeah, you don't. Chris has no idea. Chris, it's Roberto. He's my friend. It's the dude we all thought I fried, right? Oh, no. (laughs) How is he alive? Hey, that's the fat guy that was with the Falcon. (laughs) And our final contestant for the day, everyone's favorite dwarven champion, Nelly Tillywink. Nelly steps out into the crowd, her long red loose curls waving, her freckles shining even from all the way up here. Uh, you can see her common clothes as she waves and smiles. Don't and like her, uh, no. She waves and smiles, and then she kind of, like, tucks her hands behind her back, and she, like, kicks with her left foot, looking kind of shyly around her, you know, like, oh, I'm so shy. 
I'm so she's shy. not shy. She's a liar. She's not. She's not shy. That is all play. I just. Mogert, to... She looks pretty strong. Do you know her? Mogert throws her tray <laughs> of food. Throws. <laughs> you all know the rules, champions. Use any force necessary to win, except for lethal force. Our clerics are waiting by the side, ready to offer healing the moment that the match is called. Once someone falls unconscious and is disqualified from the match, you must leave them and let the clerics attend to their wounds very quickly. Now, let's see who's the best among you. Let the contest begin! And that's where we're going to end this week's episode. I don't know who I want to win. Amazing. Because I'm I want like, Roberto, Roberto to win. You're alive. I hope Nelly wins. <laughs> Ooh, that would be fun. Just <laughs> it's been a fun one. Uh, hey guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. No, thank uh, you for listening, Paul. There's a, there's a lot of you know a lot of heavy decisions waiting on our our heroes and and all those trying to decide how they can possibly survive what awaits ahead. But. Speaking of waiting, you'll have to wait till next week to find out what happens in this round of the Gauntlet of the Moon. Uh, thank you for listening. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. I hold up my rock, and I'm like, hey, hey, Moger. Hey, Kyorgi. I got the rock phone. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello. King Gorond. <laughs> Yes, please. If anything. <laughs> if if anything, if you're not going to be able to stop the gauntlet, I think we at least... He's like, he's like we're dead. <laughs> Paylord chose this idiot. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, go ahead. What if, are you going to say? If we ain't going to be able to stop... Well, I ain't going to say like that. I'm not redneck here, man. Mm. If we can't stop the gun... <laughs> we ain't going to be able to stop him, bad boys. Gosh, Jeffrey. <laughs> get the Look, man, you man. ain't going to be able to call us off this uh, in the game, so just... Anyway, go ahead. I ain't no ahead. way we're going to go over yonder and get him. You all know the rules, champions. You know the rules. Thunder.